We now turn to Harav Binyamin Tavori for this week's Gadol of the Week. The yard site uh, this week uh, of Rav Yuchum Leibovich, Mashkiach of Mir, Harav Binyamin Tavori. Yudches Sivan is the yard site of one of the most charismatic and influential figures in the yeshiva world, Rav Yerucham Levavitz, known as the Mashgiach of Yeshivat Mir. He was born in 1874, and although I don't know the exact details of his upbringing, he apparently went to learn in the yeshiva of Slabatka, which was known as the Musa yeshiva. But then he went to the Talmud Torah of Kelm, in America, the shame, the name of Tamutara sounds like something that people go to after uh, after school, after public school, and have a few hours of learning about Judaism. The Kelmer Tamutara, the Tamutara of Kelm, was well known as one of the main schools of Torah Umusar. And Musar was paramount in the school of Kelm. Reb Simcha Zissel, known as the Alter, was the Dmut Ruchanit, he was the spiritual guide of this Bet Midrash, and people worked very hard on themselves in order to enter this particular Bet Midrash. Apparently, Rav Yerucham, as a young child, tried to get into this school, and they did not let him in. They did not allow him to enter. He stood there and cried and was so upset, it was so evident to everyone how upset he was, that eventually he was accepted into the yeshiva. Even when he was accepted into the yeshiva, apparently he was not accepted as a regular student. And there were certain sessions, what they call a vad, from which he was excluded. He nevertheless persisted and eventually entered the mainstream of that Bet Midrash, of that Tamotara, and he really got to be very close to Reb Simcha Zissel. Although tragically, Reb Simcha Zissel died very soon after the encounter with Reb Yerucham. Apparently, Reb Yerucham was there for less than a year but in that year, he felt he was so engrossed and wrapped up in the teachings of Reb Simcha Zissel that again, he cried inconsolably when Reb Simcha Zissel passed away. And he explained and exclaimed that he came there as a Katan, and he's still a Katan, but he saw the characteristics he saw the Midos, and he began to appreciate the world of Musa of Reb Simcha Zissel. And he remained as a Talmud of Reb Simcha Zissel's children, of his, of his Talmudim, and he learned there for many years. Eventually, he stayed a number of years, to the best of my knowledge, in a rather closed world of solitude, where he studied... Yama Valayla, day and night, and went through Shas, the classic uh, line of 
the Hasidic world is that a person came to a, a great Rav and said that he went through Shas. And the Shas ans- the, the great Rav answered him, that may be true that you went through Shas, but the crucial question, how much of Shas went through you? In those years, a formulative learning, Rabbi Yerucham went through Shas, but there's no doubt that Shas went through him. He became the Meshgiach in 1910 of the Yeshivan Radin, and obviously the Chafetz Chaim, the Rav, the Rosh Hashiva of Radin, was a big influence in his life as well. And he stayed there for a short time. When they began the Yeshiva of Mir, so there was a move by Slabotka and by other institutions to try to really build up this yeshiva. So they sent a group of students to Mir, and Rabbi Yeruchim was sent there as the Mashgiach. And he became the Mashgiach for 25 years. The influence of Rabbi, of Rabbi Yeruchim on his students is what really attracted me personally to this personality. How many students have I met or heard about that told me how Rabbi Yeruchim was the dominant influence in their life. He apparently had an amazing connection with his students, but understood that each one is an individual, and each one has to be addressed in his unique style, and to develop his unique personality. The Torah says, V'shinantam levanecha. Rashi, quoting the Medrash, says, V'shinantam levanecha elu atalmidim. V'shinantam levanecha means to teach your, your, your children. But Rashi says, your children here means your students. The equation of teachers and students is something that everyone should try to reach. Everyone should try to emulate. But it's obviously a difficult situation to try to reach the level where a person actually looks at his student as his own son is a rather difficult goal. Another story of crying with Reb Yerucham is told that when he had a son who had some difficulties involving a shirach, and Reb Yerucham was distraught about it, and he burst into tears. And people asked him, why are you crying so much? Okay, this didn't work out, whatever it was, it wasn't the end of the world. Why would he be so upset? And he said because all his life he really tried to treat his son and his students as equals. And now when his own son was involved in a certain problem, he really understood that he somehow did feel closer to his son than to the other students. And that's what upset him so much. Rabbi Rucham had this amazing characteristic of treating each person as a ben yachid, as an individual son. I've heard from many of the students of Rabbi Yerucham, how they describe the atmosphere in the yeshiva, they describe the atmosphere of the sichot, of the special Musa lectures that he gave, and to me, it's reminiscent of my generation talking about the shiurim of Rav Salavechik. We always talk about the atmosphere that was created, the electricity that was generated in the shir. And somehow that can't be generated and explained to other people what it was really like. Just we long for it. Uh, I had the privilege of learning in Yeshivas Rabbeinu Yaakov Yosef and RJJ in the 60s when Rav Kagan was the Rosh Yeshiva. 
Rav Kagan was one of the many people who felt almost like a Ben Yachid, like an individual center of Yerucham. And in the introduction to his Sefer, uh, on Chumash, Rabbi Kagan's Sefer, Halichas Yehuda, he writes the introduction that the biggest compliment anybody ever gave him was when they read one of his Sichot Musariot, when they read one of his lectures on Musar, they somehow felt somewhat the taste of what existed in the Mir Yeshiva when Rabbi Rucham was there. A whole generation of students of Nativ Meir, that high school in Yerushalayim, that Rav Bina founded and was at the helm for so many years, all can relate stories about Rabbi Yerucham because Rav Bina looked at Rabbi Yerucham as the guiding influence in his life and he told over stories and portrayed Rabbi Yerucham to the younger generation as well as he could. Some of the famous Russia yeshiva who are direct Talmidim of Rabbi Yerucham include Rabbi Chaim Shmolevitz, from, from the Mir Yeshiva, who also wrote Svarim both in Lamdis, as well as we have a, a, an important volume of Sichot Musar of Reb Chaim Shmolevitz. One of the greatest Mashgichim of our generation, known in the Yeshiva world as the Alei Shur, that guide toward Talmidim of today, Reb Shlomo Valba, is also a student of, of Yerucham. Even person like Reb Shimon Schwab, one of the great rabbis who descends from German descent and became a Rav in the German community, learned in the Mir and also explains how clearly he was influenced by, by Rabbi Yerucham. The personal aspect that I particularly have of this is that my father did not learn in Mir, but my father did learn in the base Medrash of Kelm. He learned in the house of Rebel Yelopin, who took over later and was the Mashgiach of the, of the Beit Midrash of the Talmud Torah of Kelm. My father was rather a sickly child and he was sent once to a village where the, uh, the air was supposed to be good. It was like what we call today in Israel the Bet Havra'ah, a place uh, like uh, some sort of a, a sanatorium where people go to improve their health. He went there and he said that the only person present was the only Ben Torah, the only person of the yeshiva world of the uh, who was really what we would call from today was Rabbi Yerucham. He was also there for health reasons. So Rabbi Yerucham took this young lad, my father, and they went daily for walks. My father said that every day Rabbi Yerucham went for a walk and he said a sicha. He told my father one of these Musser lectures. And my father said that it was as if he were talking to 300 people. There was no difference between talking to one young yeshiva bacher and speaking to the whole mere yeshiva. And he used to give over his ideas and his thoughts. And my father's comment was, this may be rich for my entire life. That few weeks that he spent with Rabbi Yeruchim enriched him with values of Torah Musar. Obviously, Rabbi Rucham, known as the Mashgiach, was oblivious to the crucial role that he felt in everybody else's life. And he said at one point that I came to Rabbi Simcha Zissel as a child, as a Katan, 
and I remained a Katan. And he talked about the greatest leaders of the Muslim movement, the Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the altar of Kelm, and the altar of Slabatka, as real true Torah personalities. And he was sorry that in his opinion, he never reached their level. We today can only appreciate Rabbi Yerucham through the volumes of Svarim that have been printed mostly by Talmidim. His, we have a number of volumes of Sichot, of the lectures that he gave in the Yeshiva, and today there is one set that's built on Chumash, according to Parashiyot HaShavuah, and there's another set just of the Sichot Musar, of Chochmah Musar, printed by Rabbi Yerucham. So his literary legacy exists, and we can somehow understand the godless of Rabbi Yerucham from that literary leg- legacy. But it seems to me that more than that letter- literary legacy is what we, my generation, has learned from the encounter with students of Yerucham. The way they talk about him, the way they extol him, the way they explain what influence on him shows what the image of the Mashgiach, the Yeshiva of Mir, had on them. His yard site, as we said, was Yudchet Sivan. He passed away in 1936. Yehi Baruch. His memory should be a blessing, and I'm sure that Talmidim, Talmidei Talmidim, the students of the students, still have this image of Rabbi Yerucham as the Mashgiach, the ultimate Mashgiach. You've been listening to Rav Tavori discussing Rav Yerucham Leibovich, Rav Yerucham, the Mashgiach of Mir, Zechat Sadek B'Kadosh Tivracha. Going back to what I began with, the modesty and humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, V'ha'ish Moshe, A'anav Ma'od, Mikol Adam Asher Apnei Ha'adama, there's a third explanation of Rabbi Sar Salanta concerning the comparison between Moshe and Avraham, who, so to speak, had the greater degree of humility. Rabbi Sar Salanta one time said the following. It sounds more like a vat, but it's, it's an interesting vat. He said, Avraham Vina was a greater, more humble, had a greater degree of humility than Moshe Avinu. As the Alkut says, Mikoha Adam so why does the Gemara say that in fact Moshe reached a, a greater degree? So Rizaslav has said a very simple point. He said, it's true that Rabbi Rabbeinu had a great humility. But then Moshe Rabbeinu read the Pasuk, which he himself wrote. He read the Pasuk where God testified about Moshe Rabbeinu, Vaish Moshe Anav Ma'od Mikol Adam Asher Pnei Adama. And even after he read that pasuk, he read that testimony to the greatness of his humility, he still remained humble. As we know, it's a it's a famous half joke, half truth, that a person can be humble, but there's a problem if he recognizes his own humility, because then at least he could be proud of his own humility. Moshe Rabbeinu recognized; he read. God's testimony that he was the humblest of all people and it didn't shake him at all. didn't instill any pride in him at all. That degree, let's say at the end of his life, having finished the Torah and read the Torah, and remaining on the same level of humility, so to speak, that he had beforehand, that provided the extra boost which 
is in fact a greater degree of humility than any person, including Abraham Avinu, is to recognize that you have a very great degree, almost equal to Abraham Avinu, and still remaining and still remaining humble. Okay, the the lekach, the the misa. In this thought of Isa Salanta, of course, says that there are two different confrontations we have to make. One is with our own pride, value, worth, and humility. And the other one is, sometimes, I think too often, people who work very hard to achieve good midot, to correct the personality traits, that itself can be a problem. Because then you become aware and proud of your own of your own good traits. This can take place even in humility. A person can work very hard on being humble and be full of pride with his own humility. Rosh was so truly humble that even the knowledge of his own humility, the absolute knowledge, based on the undeniable testimony of the Torah, did not in any way shake he, he, the basis of his humility. I'd like to conclude with a on the same pasuk, but a different a different vote, a very beautiful vote. I think it's 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 really deep. That was said by Leslie Udafinkel, Shiv and Mir, who interpreted the Pasuk as follows By Ish Moshe Anav Maod, Mikolha Adam, Moshe Al Peneha Adama. So the Pshad is Moshe Abenu was Anav Maod Mikol Adam. He was very modest, more than any other man. Mikol, more than any other man. Whereas Yehuda interpreted the Pasuk as Mikol, as from. Not more than, but from. He said as follows, Where did Moshe Rabbeinu's modesty come from? So as the post of Sassalanto said, it came from his, his understanding who God is. And by comparison, who he is. So he said, no, Moshe Rabbeinu's modesty, Moshe Rabbeinu's humbleness, came from a different source. It came from his, his examination of other people and his seeing in every person even the simplest or the least of people he saw that person's good midot and Moshe Rabbeinu Ha'ish Moshe Anav Ma'od Moshe Rabbeinu was very humble Miko Adam Adama from where did his humbleness come from? his humility came from every other person on the face of the earth from his examination of every other person on the face of the earth. Not exactly pshat, but a very, very, very true word nonetheless. A person who is able to see, when in fact it's true, how other people who maybe in general have all sorts of problems, but they have certain good midot, the recognition of that, the ability to see that, it's either a result of your humility, but also... Rebbe said, it's a cause of humility. To see that, okay, this person has this problem, this person has that problem, but you know, he has one really good meter. And, and, and to learn from that, to know that what you are, what you learn, what you strive to be, is derived from collecting from all the other people you meet, is the source of the greatness of humility, anav ma'od, the extreme humility described in Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest of all people, derived from a very simple thing from his learning and valuing from his valuing the good midot of other, of other people that's all for today I want to wish you all 
Shabbat Shalom Vorach Shabbat Shabbos Learn Torah the Shabbos Come back We'll be back Together To learn more together In KMTT Next week Starting Monday And until then Shabbat Shalom Vorach You've been listening To KMTT The Torah Podcast Of Yishvat HaRatzion כי מציון תצאי תורה ודבר השם בירושלים. שבת שלום.